Hi, I'm Charlie. So we're going to talk today about how to scale your Facebook with a less than one ROAS. And I know you're thinking, well, how the hell are you supposed to make money with a less than one ROAS? And I know a lot of people say, well, you need a positive ROAS. You need this great return on your ads. You need to do all these other things. Let me tell you, Facebook's number one objective is to create demand at scale and create interest. And what I really want to do is help you understand how you can create intent at scale and not worry about Facebook being what drives your business. Because if you need Facebook ads for your business to succeed, when it does fail, it will not be Facebook's fault. First, I want to say thank you for you taking the time to watch all of these videos or to just check this one out. And if you like it, well, you know, you can subscribe right down here. Also, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, please feel free to comment below. If you're watching somewhere else, reply or DM or whatever. Let me know how I can help you. I want you to have more time in your life and more money in your pocket by seeing more success and less stress with the Facebook platform because honestly it's really kind of easy and I want you to feel that way too and if you like all of this stuff don't be shy you can go to facebookdisruptor.com and sign up for the you know disruptor dispatch it starts at a dollar for the first month and you will get a whole bunch of this great advice sent to you on a regular basis not only for me but from a bunch of my colleagues and interviews and resources from around the world but let's get down to the bottom of it here how to scale your facebook ads on a less than one roas let me start with a story so maybe four or five years ago now i got brought onto a brand and they had somebody running them at a about 8,000 a day, five to 8,000 a day on a two and a half X ROAS after 28 days, 28 day click, one day view, old school now. And the problem was they could never truly scale because they were always trying to wait for the maturation of the data and they were trying to plan on that. And every time they tried to make a move, it took nearly a month to understand what was happening. And what part of the job of a Facebook ad manager of somebody running Facebook ads isn't to set up all the campaigns, but it's to understand the business behind what's working and what's not working. Why is the business successful? Why is it not successful? And they brought me on to be the second buyer. And I'll tell you this, after a week of me being on the job, that guy gave his notice. Because what I did is I started measuring everything against the one day click. I started to see how much of the actual revenue every day came from paid ads versus reoccurring revenue sources like subscriptions or non-paid revenue sources like email or the Facebook group or you know other channels that we were bringing in that did not require a daily spend. And here's what we got down to. They were getting roughly 25 to 30 cents of every dollar of revenue from non-paid re or reoccurring sources. And it meant that basically every single dollar had to double over the course of a month just to break even. And so the extra 0.5 that they were getting was a profit. Now, hey, look, 0.5 profit, 0.5% a profit on, on uh, you know, $8,000 a day was not bad. Like they were doing okay. You know what I mean? Um, they were a, an eight-figure business. But they were struggling to get bigger than that. So what we really got down to is we broke them down to a one-day click metric. And more importantly than that, what we did was say, how do we get you to 35, 40, 50, 60% of your revenue coming from something that doesn't require paid? Well, you do it in two ways. Number one, 
you massively increase the quality of the customers coming in on page. So when you start measuring your traffic on a one day click to get your profitability, you start driving much higher quality people to the store. Cause you're not taking a risk on, can I predict the future over the next week or month on what people are going to do? They have to make money today. And then what we did is said, okay, we're going to get the one day click number and we're just going to try to make it a little bit better. Now the one day click number, at the time was a low one. They were getting like a 1.1, 1.2 on the first day. But we got that to like a 1.4 or 1.5. Now, for those of you playing at the, in the home game, that made every user 20 to 30% better that came into the store. So if every single person that ever sees your ad or comes into your store is 20 to 30% better, what do you think happens to email? What do you think happens to your influencer programs and to your search? Well, they get a lot better, right? So our conversion rate started to skyrocket, right? And this is why another reason why you should not use long tail attribution. If you can avoid it, get as close as you can to the actual source of truth and make that better. Because remember, attribution itself is bullshit. Um, now, what I would love to get to here is for you to feel comfortable and to understand us. How does this get me to running business at below a one? Because you just said you took them from a one, one to a one, five. Well, here's the thing. We found business models that helped work. We started to look at the LTV, the lifetime value of that customer. And we knew the average customer that stuck around, about 20% of the people bought more than once. And those people bought about two and a half times. So we focused on the customer service and we focused on the retention. So we increased the likelihood of somebody to buy from one out of five to one out of four. Now that doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a pretty significant change when you're talking about spending 8,000 to 10,000 because we're starting to up our budgets too. You know, once you get into the five figure daily budget, that starts to make a big change, right? Now, not only did we get the average, not only did we get instead of one out of five people, but one out of four people to buy us uh, repeatedly, we also got that person to go from two and a half to four total times that they would make a purchase. And we did that through several different routes. One, we made an introductory offer that was more of a limp in. We also um, made bundles that increased the uh, AOV so we got more product in people's hands so they had a greater relationship with us. But we focused on these things that happened after the click, after the first purchase. And also, what was the right first purchase into the brand? Now, for the purpose of this conversation, this was a consumable packaged good. So not just a consumer package good, not just a normal CPG, but something that you would use and run out of. And something that was extremely high competition. So there was a lot of players in the force, but we didn't have to prove to people that they wanted this thing. We just had to prove to them that they wanted it from us. So we did that in a few different ways. And, I, and we can talk about bundles and LTV and all sorts of other stuff. And you know, I highly recommend you take a look into those things because if you are a Facebook business manager, your real job is business development. It's very little actually managing the ads on a daily basis. The, the days of hacking your way to success are many years behind us now. So here's the point. When we increase the likelihood of somebody making a second purchase from 20 to 25%, and we change the amount of purchases that person took from two and a half to three and a half or four, what it meant was that 1.2 that we got to a 1.5 on day one was now too profitable. We could actually invest more and more money at acquiring that customer. Well, the math, just to save you a little bit of time on the back of a napkin or your graphing calculator, 
meant that if we were running at a 0.8 or a 0.9, meaning within the first 24 hours of spending money on Facebook, after people were clicking, we lost 10 to 20 cents. We were able to actually grow the business on a regular basis. For what it's worth, a year, almost two years later when I left, we were spending 30 to 50,000 a day. And that business went from a low eight figure to nearly a nine figure buyout. Now I'll give you one other example of how this works and something to think about for yourself because remember, the, what you, the thing that you need to be focusing in on is not you know, ROAS and all of these things. It's get your CPA to be stable and then start beating it. So I talked about in another video about this time that I saved a business, I made them an extra million dollars a month in profit by cutting back on Facebook spend by 30,000 a day. So I'm not gonna get into that side of it. But what I do wanna say is, if you can begin to stabilize your cost per acquisition, which is the only metric you can actually control for, Right? CPC doesn't mean anything. Do you want lower cost per click? Do you want worse customers in? Do you want to fight all of the stuff we were just talking about? No. What about CTR? Click-through rate. Well, you can have a really high click-through rate as long as you don't reach a lot of people. You only reach really good people and you can absolutely get that if you don't reach anybody. So that's not really helpful. Do you want a really low CPM? Sure, but what about those high quality audiences that might cost you a few more dollars to reach? You want to blend. Right, so really what we're getting down to is we're not even looking at ROAS because ROAS isn't even necessarily a real number. And if you have multiple upsells and bundling opportunities, which you really should be getting into, somebody could spend 20 bucks or 50 or 100, who knows? So that ROAS number is completely all over the place. There's no way for you to be able to say everybody's going to take this upsell 99% of the time they're going to do it. You, you can't control for that. But what you can do is get ads that are better and better at getting your customer for less and less money. If you get them for less and less money, if it costs you less and less to acquire a customer, by sheer attrition, your ROAS is going to go up on day one. And if your one day click number gets better and better and better by getting lower and lower and lower, what happens is you get higher and higher and higher quality customers into your store. And if your store is only full of really high quality customers, then every other metric downstream improves. Now what this really means is that you can set yourself up for other business initiatives that allow for paid media to not be the only path towards revenue. And if you can start to develop reoccurring revenue streams, subscribe and save or subscription, you know, subscription model things, or maybe you're getting more and more email stuff or you're getting an affiliate program or whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you. If you can get 50 cents of every dollar to be something you don't have to pay for, 60, 70 cents of every dollar, that you don't have to make money on your Facebook ads. And you start to use Facebook for what it has told us from the beginning it is, which is an intent creation device at scale. So as Facebook gets harder and harder, as people starting to struggle more and more because they're just not able to disrespect their customer and their business partner, in this case, Facebook, and still make money, they're gonna have to get better and better at core business principles. And the number one core business principle I want you to take away from today is you can absolutely lose money every single day on Facebook if you don't rely on Facebook to be what brings you all your revenue. 
if it's the thing that elevates the rest of a really good business model, then it's effectively lead generation. And you can lose money on that stuff all day long. So anyway, I hope this is helpful for you. If YouTube seems to think you might like this stuff here, and if you really enjoy what I have to say, well, I highly recommend you subscribe right over here. Until later, once again, I guess I'll have to be down here. Hi, my name is Charlie. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. I'll see you later on the internet. Bye.